If you're looking to finance that dream DVC resale contract or possibly refinance the contract you already own, head on over to MoneraFinancial.com. They know DVC because that's all they do. They are DVC members themselves. They understand the value of owning a DVC membership and the joy that it's going to bring to the family for years to come. With competitive rates as low as 9.9% and a no credit check model, this becomes a no-brainer. So if you need to finance or refinance a DVC contract, head on over to MoneraFinancial.com and tell them the Mickey dude sent you. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined today by two awesome Mickey Dude commentators, Fry, fellow Floridian, from slightly northeast of me, we have Joe Quattrochi. For those guests who've just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I've been better, you know. A uh, really bad Disney news week, so, you know, kind of uh, got me a little bit perturbed. But, you know, life goes on. You? Well, well I'm, I'm good. Just got back from a weekend as we were talking pre-show. Uh, from the world a little quick. Uh, what well, was supposed to be Walt Disney World Marathon weekend uh, turned out to just be a a very sunny but a little chilly, quiet weekend. Um, but it was fun, you know. Um, a little disappointing here and there on a few things, but that's tend to be expected when nothing, not everything is open right now. But uh, you know, it's good just to get away, see my beloved Saratoga Springs, and uh, you know, just to get out of get out of town for a few days. Nice. Will Saratoga Joe be making a an appearance tonight? Uh, I wasn't really prepared for it, but I could talk a little bit about my stay once we're done. Uh, maybe. I have, I have a tip or two. So I, okay. I could, was the stay at Saratoga a positive? Yes, it was. And okay. I was actually I was actually glad because um, uh, we we actually we, we got our room in the, the building that we like. We've stayed in this one specific building like four times in a row. And it still has the old it has not it's not a refurbed room yet. And I okay. still like I still like the old colors and style. So it was kind Excellent. of like it's like one last uh, hurrah before nice. it gets redone. So let's let's actually then revisit this because we don't have that many good things to say on this episode, you know. We are Disney and everything, but sometimes Disney is not all sunshine and rainbows. We, we try to uh, call it like we see it. So today uh, we have a little bit more of a um, negative. <laughs> uh, Dave, 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 I'm aware of that. I'm aware of your coming into that. Dan, I got you covered, man. I got you covered. I was, tr- Thanks, I was yeah. trying to I was trying to transition and say that we also at the moment, because Joseph did get off on a tangent, we do have another rotating <laughs> Mick and Dude commentator joining us from Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Dan Cohen. We're pollinators. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. It's great to be back. You Midwesterners need to uh, just chill out seriously. <laughs> 
I was I was nicely transitioning in to introduce you, my friend. You you are not forgotten. Trust me. I was I was so confused. Like, That's why I kept on saying with Joe. Okay, okay, okay. I was trying to be nice and say Joe. I was trying to say nice, so I wouldn't say Joe. Shut up. I need to bring in Dan. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I was like, is he really forgetting this? I'm like, no. Did I get him off on a tangent here. It's like, nope. But. We do end up going off on some tangents, and before we actually get off on the tangent that we um, designed the show for, Joe, what are our friends at DVC Resale currently uh, offering? Well, right now, like I said, I just returned from a, a small weekend trip at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort Spot, my home resort, my favorite resort, as you guys all know. I, uh, It's my beloved home away from home, and uh, so if you're interested and getting a resale contract and maybe adding a little uh, add on itis uh, because, you know, DVC resorts are pretty much always open for the most part. Right. <laughs> so uh, I know at my beloved Saratoga Springs, our friends at DVC resale market.com. Uh, if you're looking for a small contract for add on itis, like I said, you got a 50 point uh, Saratoga contract. that's actually got double points. Uh, 50 points available for 2020, uh, 2021, 100 points, and 2022, 50 points, uh, going for about 145 bucks a point for around 7,200, you know, plus closing closing costs. So they've got some small contracts out there. They have some big contracts out there. They have contracts for pretty much every Disney resort, even Riviera, the, even the newer resorts they have contracts for. So, you know, if you guys are looking to add on, you guys are looking to you know, get into DVC and you don't really care about having all the little perks in the blue card, check out our friends at DVCResaleMarket.com. Um, I've dealt with them personally myself with, you know, my, my family looking to get into DVC and Marissa and Nick and all the, the staff over there. They're, they're awesome. Uh, tell them that Mickey dude sent you, uh, give them a shout. I even know that if you're on their website, if it's during like working hours, they'll pop up with a little chat box and you could chat with them on there. They're very uh, receptive. So, uh, yeah, check them out. DVC market.com tell them the Mickey dude sent you. And while you're uh, shopping for DVC, if you do want a, um, Sweet Street, reminiscent of the Main Street uh, confectionery. <clears throat> Visit our friends over at Wish Upon a Pastry. Venture outside your comfort zone. Wish Upon a Pastry is a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned pastry tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into a reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensive extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Hey, Dave, can I interrupt you for a minute here? Sure. I got, I got to talk about Wish Upon a Pastry. I know they're a sponsor of ours, and they're great people. We've dealt with them before. They actually sent us out uh, all little treats, and I posted it on our Mickey Dudes Instagrams, and I actually ate, like, half the box in one sitting. But it's that good, so I want to say that, like, it is January, right? But Valentine's Day is around the corner, and I went on their website today because I needed to do something for Jen because I'm, I'm not going to be able to really take her out because it's race weeks here in Daytona, and, like, she's going to be working. So just saying... Wish upon a pastry, a little Valentine's Day box for your loved one. I think that's a definitely a good idea. So I know they're a sponsor of ours, but I'm seriously looking at doing something for her, my wife as well. Check them out because I've looked on. Uh, they have some stuff already on their website. So just kind of a, a good idea. Maybe get in on it early and uh, have it shipped to you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, check them out. 
Most definitely. What did you think of the cookies? Uh, well, like I said, I ate half of them in one sitting. So like, anytime it's like a sugar cookie, or like a vanilla kind of cookie is my favorite. So um, like, but I had to make sure I took the photos before I devoured the box. Uh, actually, my Jen wasn't home that night. So I kind of just like went to town on them by myself. But <laughs> <laughs> but they were actually really good. I did bring her a few uh, when I traveled to my in-laws the, the, the next day. But I really enjoyed them. They were really good. So shout out to them. They are a, a fantastic partner of ours. That was a nice uh, surprise. We were not expecting boxes of cookies for them. And they came at one of the best times. So it was they kind of staggered as far as the, with the mail service, but Mickey dudes kind of got them at different times. But uh, they were, they know how to make a guy smile. Absolutely. All right, so we're doing the sand. We're doing the sandwich game, starting on a positive note. We're gonna end on a positive note, but we don't have some good things to say in the middle. So a little bit of Disney news dropped this week that. Uh, Something that I really wasn't uh, too surprised with, considering that uh, Disney is uh, in partnership to create a train to um, Walt Disney World from Orlando International Airport. But with that said, Disney has announced the ending of Magical Express, effective January 1st of 2022. So we have less than a year now left of Disney's Magical Express. Now, as a um, as a Florida resident, I haven't taken it that often anymore. But it's still something that you know when I see when I'm driving on the roads and I see those I, I see those buses, I get excited for the people that are on those buses, knowing that they're about to start a magical vacation and all. And I kind of just every time I see one headed towards the world, I smile and. When I'm driving on the expressway going towards the airport and I see one, you know, I kind of start feeling bad for the people who are leaving. So I'm kind of really just entrenched in Magical Express. And there was nothing when I was living in New York and I was coming here on vacation. There was nothing like going down that escalator at Terminal B and making that right and seeing that picture of Mickey Mouse with the limo driver's hat on. And it just was pure, it was just a rush of pure joy for me. So this one I'm kind of lamenting, but from a business standpoint, this makes sense to me. And I know Joe doesn't share my um, sentiments about this. So gentlemen, let's discuss. Well, Dave, Dan, if you don't mind, I'll go first. It's not that yeah, I, yeah, it's, I mean, listen, as uh, you know, I, I 100% agree that like, I'm sure that the, the contract is probably up with, I think it was Mears that did it. I, it I'm was Mears, yes. sure. Yeah. The mouse so loves I'm Mears. A, well, the mouse used to love Mears. <laughs> exactly right. So I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I just, it's it's more like, I, I, I don't use it anymore either, right? I'm, I'm quasi-local, right? And I drive everywhere now. And it's kind of funny how like the whole, whole pandemic, Disney World post-pandemic, I've gotten got used to driving my vehicle around property now and not, taking buses anymore i used to love riding disney transportation now i just kind of like i just get in the car and go now so it's kind of weird how I, my opinions have changed but what i will say to this is that i'm more upset that it's going away because it's it's just it's just a trend of what's been happening lately and i feel bad for like the people that really did use it so from a financial standpoint i understand it, it listen like the contract probably the 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 
the amount of guests that are using it is down. Um, it, it just doesn't make any financial sense right now. But with the cutting of everything that's been happening, like essentially like they're just they're just taking away of every little benefit. It just seems like I just feel bad for like the resort guests. It's just another perk that's gone away that that makes staying on property worthwhile. I mean, that, that's kind of the sad part. And you know, what I really mostly feel sorry for there's two groups of people. Number one is the people with, with small children because they now have to figure out the whole car seat issue. A very good friend of mine, that's like the number one thing when he heard about this was like, oh crap, he goes, Uber doesn't have car seats usually. Like I gotta figure out a way to get from the airport with a car seat. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the first thing on his mind. The second thing would it be, you know, our international visitors, like our friend Steven, you know, like who drives on the wrong side of the road and inside of the world. But when he comes here, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, for our international visitors that come in, um, it's just easy for them to get on a bus and get right to property. Now they have to figure out about how like either renting a car, getting a taxi. So those are the kind of groups of people I feel sorry for. But I think more, Dave, it's, I understand the financial thing of it. Um, I, I used to be a big fan of it. I don't use it anymore, but it's more of just, it's now there's the cutting of every perk. That, that's kind of like where my, my sadness comes in. Dan, I don't know what your, your, your thoughts are on it. Yeah. I, first of all, I, I agree with just about everything you've said. I, I have used it. Um, I was really, it was one of those things that when I, before I had tried it, when I had heard about it, when they first did it, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool because there is really nothing better than that feeling of when you get to Orlando, there, there is a little bit of a, uh, an impatience of you're at the airport, but you're not, and you're going to Disney, but you're not there yet. And it sort of, does have this feeling of bringing Disney to you sooner and uh, starting the trip even earlier. So in that way, I think it's, it's sad that it's going away because I, like what you, you just said is it's sort of emblematic of this bigger feeling that they're sort of carving away of, of small pieces of things that, that made Disney special and different differentiating them by, you know, the, the cleanliness of the parks and the, the attention to detail and feeling like you're the most important guest there every time you're there. And that part bothers me more than the actual functionality of using the Magical Express, which I tried many times and I hated it almost every time. Uh, I, I, after two, two times trying it, I stopped using it for my arrival because I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to I was worried about my luggage. I'm kind of a control freak. I get anxious traveling uh, because I don't like unpredictable crowds, uh, which is, of course, great for me at the parks. But I, I ended up more often getting cabs and then more recently Ubers and Lyfts than using it. And I, But my ex-wife and I used to use it a lot on the return. And I did like that. I thought that it was a good way of extending the the magic you didn't have to coordinate they kind of made sure that everything was there the only irritating thing from a travel standpoint is you had to get there so early but i really like the convenience of that so I, i'll miss that that's a, a, an option well but more often than not i i didn't do it well and 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 that's and that's actually you bring up a good point because i wanted to maybe play mag i wanted to play magical express devil's advocate here because honestly Magical Express, just how magical was it? Because I kind of never really found it that magical. I mean, no. Uh, when when I did get there, you know, every time 
very few times that I get on a bus and leave. You know, a lot of times they make you sit on a bus and you're sometimes waiting 45 minutes on a bus before they pull out. Before they pull out. You're there, granted, they're playing Disney cartoons, they're showing stuff on Disney Parks blog, but if, um, you know, for your average person who probably doesn't follow Disney that often, you know, a lot of those things you're probably seeing for the first time, but your standard, you know, this, this podcast is for Disney fans by Disney fans, everything that they showed on that bus you've seen over and over again in your social media many, many a time, so... Yeah. It was always a little bit of a tease and everything. And then they would then what end what what ended up happening is you would finally get onto the get moving and they would show that video, that check-in video that just went on and on and on. And then as you're pulling in, all of a sudden that's when they would start showing these classic Disney cartoons that you didn't see for so long and half the time you by the you know you would get engrossed in them and then You'd be at your resort and you would have to leave midway through your favorite Goofy cartoon. I have to admit, I 100% agree with Dan Dan's sentiment about how you've got that uneasiness where you're like, I need to get there now. And it was kind of like, it was like a, it was a little bit of a taste just to keep you, you know, from going nuts. Like when you got on that bus, like it yeah. kind of held you over for a little bit. But I will say this, and Dave, you would appreciate this. You and I have both ridden buses in the tri-state area. You know, I've ridden New Jersey Transit many times. I'm sure you've been on the M- MTA buses in the city. It's they don't drive the buses there like they drive back home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're pulling through a parking lot of a resort and the guy is making full stops everywhere and he's doing like three miles an hour, you're like, "Oh my god, get me out of here! Get me to my resort, please!" You it's de- it's definitely not the it's definitely not the Port Authority and Jersey NJ no, Transit. You know, just like oh my god, it's like let's go. So from that standpoint, from from a lot Trans- of the people. If you're from the northeast, you're just like, oh my god, let's go, and up with the full stops here. It's like, <laughs> so that that's a little frustrating as well, you know. what I'm saying, this... you're just like, it's just, and you're always like, and no, you know, for you, it's always like, I'm the third resort. It's always like three resorts. It's like, oh, we're gonna stop at, you know, Old Key West and Port Orleans French Quarter, Port Orleans Riverside, then Saratoga Springs. Just like, oh my god, I'm gonna be on this bus for another 45 minutes. It's mm-hmm. like, so, I totally. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> the, for me the way I look at it now is it's my last opportunity to sort of have full control over where I'm going to go and when I'm going to get there. And I like, I'll spend, I mean, I, not everybody is in the same position that some of us are. I, I totally get that, but I would rather spend the $30 for the lift ride, know exactly where, where my car is. I'm going to get there exactly when it takes, when I, exactly how long it takes to drive there is when, how long it takes to get there. There's no, extra stopping there's no i just have these these experiences where you're sitting next to like a kid who's like freaking out and you know that you're kind of you know buying into that when you go but that little extra piece at the beginning is is valuable to me so i i'm not too sad and i i'm actually kind of excited about the possibility of the light rail i think that that sounds like a really I'm an advocate of light rails in general, and I also think that that's just going to be a really great option potentially in the future. Okay, so before we actually go to that, before we actually go there, because we do that is some place we definitely need to go. Um, I do want to I do want to uh, touch upon something that you said. I'm actually surprised. Now you and I are opposite in that you preferred 
tragical express as to magical express being that tragical <laughs> express is yeah. the t the end of your vacation and you're going back to the airport now yes there is yeah. the convenience of not having to worry about the, the luggage what i used to do was i used to cheat i used to send my luggage with magical express and then i would go to a park and before the days of uber i would set up i would set up a private cab to pick me up or and take me over to the park to kind of just maximize my time because I didn't like the idea of, you know, you have to be there four hours beforehand and everything because they do make a whole bunch of stops and they, you know, they want to make sure that you get the, you get there with, you know, they want to, with traffic and everything, they want to make sure that you're actually getting, getting there, getting there on time and everything because then technically they might be li liable. So give yeah. yourself as much time as possible. I always found though that when I was in, I didn't know when I was going to be returning, so I wanted to maximize my time in the park. And as a result of that, I never really uh, went for the return return trip. The only time I used the return trip for Magical Express was when I was leaving Walt Disney World to get on a uh, to get on a plane to take me to Vancouver so that I can get my. Uh, so I can get my transfer to take a, a Disney a, a Disney cruise to Alaska. So that was the only time I ever really did it because I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have this experience now, and the Dis and the Disneyness is not going to stop for me. So I might as well actually turn Tragical Express into even more Magical Express <laughs> at the moment. I mean, but with that with that said, I. Um, after the days of Uber, I was like, you know what? I'll send my I'll send my uh, bags in the morning. Don't have to worry about that. Go to the parks, and there I went and just had myself a grand old time for the day. And then, about maybe an hour beforehand, I was at the airport and didn't have to worry about that four-hour junk. So, well, Dave, you were just up. A man before your time. Yeah, yes, I was. <laughs> well, I will say this, Dave. As you're, we we had our Mickey dudes trip a few years ago, and I know you are one guy that does not. Before you lived in Central Florida, you were a guy that uh, did not want to waste any minute away from the parks. You you definitely got every every available minute out of your vacation when you were down there. So that I do respect. Yeah, now I'm like, oh wait a minute! I think I'm gonna drop, uh, you know, I'm gonna rope drop the Magic Kingdom tomorrow. I haven't been there in a while. The the alarm goes off. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm like, I must be crazy. There's no way I'm doing this. <laughs> and I roll and I roll back, roll back under the covers, and I go back to bed. And then I show up at the Magic Kingdom about three three p.m. And I laugh. I mean, I've had friends. I'm like, yeah, I haven't been to the Magic Kingdom. I think I'll, I think I'll rope drop it. And they look at me and they laugh. They're like, yeah, you're not rope dropping. I'm like, yeah, mark my words. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, guess what? P.S. Never happens. But hey, that... Dave. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was gonna talk about something completely different. But I don't want to interrupt your. I had a question about the rail. Um... Oh, so actually, I do want to talk about that with you because we had a conversation via text about the rail, and. It was Pat that turned around and said, "Yeah, but you have to with the rail coming up, you're going to you're going to have to pay for the rail." Now, I don't necessarily know about that considering that uh, Disney is in partnership and with this company that's making this rail, 
I'm wondering that if they're going to just disguise the cost and actually make the rail part of the, um, you know, a Disney vacation, you're paying for you're paying for train transfers. Whereas I'm sure somewhere in the cost of a package to Walt Disney World or in the room somewhere, you're paying some fee for Magical Express anywhere. It's a hidden fee, but somewhere or another, Mears is getting a cut of that uh, reservation for Ma for Magical Express anyway. I'm wondering if that um, we're gonna see we're gonna see the price reflected for the rail in um, in our in our reservations because. It might just be that instead of going to the bus terminal when you get off, when you get off of the uh, plane, you go downstairs and you board a train and it takes you to Disney Springs and then from there they have buses waiting for you. Now you had a point about this, Joe. Can you can you tell what uh, can you tell our listeners what you said to me when I said when I brought this up? Were you talking about the schedule or about the cost? The schedule. So, for any of our listeners who live in south florida whatever uh i have taken the tri-rail before the tri-rail is a a a train that runs from like miami through like uh miami dade county through broward up to palm beach county i took it to from uh fort lauderdale hollywood international airport in dania to uh my parents up in boynton beach area and it was like 10 or 10 bucks or something like that it wasn't crazy expensive but the schedule was not the best and what i said to dave was is listen Dan is off for light rail. Um, he's from Cincinnati, so, I mean, they got trains there, I'm sure. Um, Dan, I've only driven through Cincinnati, so I, I, I'm sure you guys have trains there. But Trains? Dan, Union Union Terminal in Cincinnati is the model for the Justice League. Okay, there you go. See, so, <laughs> listen, uh, but, uh, you know, Dave and I are from the Tri-State area, right? And trains are, like, embedded in our, our, our society there. And... The trains in even like the New Jersey Transit, MTA, Metro North, subways, they're on a very frequent schedule. And I was talking in our text chat. I said, you know, I don't know how frequent these trains are going to be. I remember when I took the tri-rail from Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport to my parents. It was like on like the half hour of the hour. It was not very often. So if this is kind of the same kind of thing, it, it, people are going to be waiting around for trains for a while. So I think it's great that they're going to have some kind of service. If it's built into the ticket, I think Dave is probably right. I think that if you have a Walt Disney World stay, they will build something into your your room price that everybody's going to pay for no matter what. So even if you drive, you're going to end up subsidizing this because um, the, the trains aren't cheap. I've done a little bit of research, Dave, and like if you, supposedly the trains are like sixty to one hundred dollars from like Miami to like Orlando. Supposedly that's my twenty nineteen article in the Sentinel. I don't know what the current um, rates are going to be, but. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know what it's going to cost, but I think it's going to be built, and I think you're correct on that, uh, on that assumption. But I think the schedule is not going to be as, you know, when we took Magical Express, you know, there was always like, where are you going? And they put you in a line. Maybe you waited like a few minutes to get on a bus, but then you sat there and waited, but you're on the bus. I, I don't think this is going to be as rapid. It's not a subway. It's not a monorail. It's a train train. So they don't have like 30 of them on the tracks at once. So we're kind of used to that, but I think maybe the average American might not be, so, or... I mean, I know Europeans probably would because they have a lot of trains in Europe, but I think that it's going to be an adjustment for people um, if this is a reality that, like, it's not going to be... There's going to be a schedule, so you might want to time your flights to whenever these, these trains are running. Now, you know what I'm saying? I do hear you, but my question then is this. 
if if this is something that the, the Disney is in partnership and this is going to be they're, they're thinking that this is something that's going to be uh, replacing Magical Express, can it not be argued that it stands to reason that they might increase service so that especially if they know, OK, we have a lot of people checking in. On the, and they they know like because you have to give the information you know they still if let's say they ask for uh, information from you know maybe you have to make a reservation for the train or something like that so they want to know when you're coming in and when what times doesn't that stand to reason that they can increase ridership and they can they, they can increase the schedule at certain times if they know okay well you know at at this point on. October October 10th we have a full house and we're going to have a few thousand people coming in at around between 3 and 4 we need to we need to get some more we need to get some more trains or we need to we need to get some more uh, we need to get some more cars on that train and basically we we need to have some more availability that day you know so we have to maybe you know we have to increase our service for that day doesn't well, it stand to reason that that might be a thing? Well, yes and no. I would, I would, maybe on holidays, but you got to remember this is like a regular train. This looks like a train where you get on the train and then the conductor comes through and grabs your ticket. The kind of way the tri rail was done, kind of way New Jersey Transit did, you know, what the MTA trains were in New York. Um, it looks like that kind of train. Um, this train also looks like, from the maps I've looked, a little bit of research I've done, it's going to stop at the Orange County Convention Center. It's going to have, like, other stops as well. It's not just a Disney World train. Okay. And, you see, that and, yeah, I wasn't aware of. Yeah, it looks like it's going to stop at, like, Orange County Convention Center. It's going to stop. Um, there's, like, another neighborhood. I was on a different map here. But eventually, I think the plan is to have it go away to Tampa. Eventually. So it's 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 really like a regular train. Okay, you so, see. Yeah, so it's not like a dedicated like Disney World train. It's going to stop in Disney World, but I think it's going to be one of those things where you get on a train, you kind of have your ticket ready. Okay. When the conductor comes through, you're like, bam, you scans your phone or whatever, and you're good to go. So that's the way I think that's it's going to okay, run. Okay, so then th that that does that does change my view because I was thinking that you know, in this case, Disney is investing some money in this too, so. They're a partner. I was thinking that this is this is going to be something that they're running straight through. As far as that that makes more sense then. Now now the map I was looking at was on a message board from like 2019. So it, I mean things are it can change. I've seen like a whole bunch of different plans. Now granted, Dave, if you're like in peak convention season, granted we ever get back to. Um, conventions if that ever happens you know what i'm saying like with the current condition of everything going on you know orange county convention center is huge you know that you've seen it um so if there are a lot of conventions in town who's who's to say like for example i know one of the the big shows that i use i still follow is the pga merchandise show in orlando that's a huge convention for the golf industry and so if you know that's in town it's gonna take up a lot of there's gonna be a lot of people taking the train to the convention center Maybe they'll add some capacity to it. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean it can't and won't add more trains because of specific kind of things going on and maybe that line services. But uh, I don't think anything like I don't think it'll be like, oh, it's Marathon Weekend or it's Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend. They're like, we're going to add extra bright line trains. I don't think it's probably going to be that connected. You know what I'm saying? So I don't Dan, What are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? We kind of hogging the, uh, the, the the lectern on this one. Uh, I can't decide if I think it's better if it's 
a supplemental service just for Orlando and there's other stops or if I would imagine that Disney if Disney's putting up money I bet there are going to be express options yeah um, yeah which I which then would offset so like you maybe you pay more for the express and you pay less or you it's free if you you take the one with the stops I could see people doing that I it also stands to reason that if it's subs now now if you have um, local stops too, you know the government can subsidize some of it too. Yep. I now, think that's right. Where do you guys think that this? I, I, I've been trying to, as we've been talking about, this, I'm trying to find. Um, I should have had this prepared beforehand. But I'm trying to find where, like, where in Disney Springs would they put this station? I, I can't find like where, like, how close it would be to the springs specifically, like. Will there be a parking garage there? Will it become a commuter stop? Like I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated to see how this, like how this would turn out. Because th- remember, if they put this in Disney Springs, this could be a commuter point for people. In like, so Dave, just say you want to go to Miami, you could drive to Disney Springs, take the train to Miami if you wanted to. I mean, it, it, it also works that way as well. So I mean, you like, know, this is this is this is gonna bring more congestion to the area too, because you know wherever there's a train people are station, parking, because people are parking in the uh, Lime Garage and everything and disappearing for days, yep. going down, because it's like, <laughs> uh, you know what, I'm going to Miami and then I'm renting a car and taking myself to Key West, and you know, I'm just gonna, you know, I I totally, you know, I didn't think about that, but you know, yeah, because that, because yeah, you know, because that's the thing, Dave. Like I, in Virginia, when I'm in Virginia, right for for work. Uh, I live right by a metro station, and like it's a huge commuter hub. It's a and like the amount of cars that park in a parking garage there. I mean, the traffic is crazy around where my apartment is. So, it's yeah, it's one of those things. It's like it's it's not just incoming for Disney. It's like local Orlando residents, like you know, that don't want to drive down there. Like, hey, I'm gonna take the train, you know. Well, and then, so it's uh, got, there's a lot of different facets to this that like it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, living uh, in it, living in Astoria for all that for most of my life, I used to go ape crap when people would come onto my street from my neighborhood because I could never find parking on my own street because in yeah, the mornings the people street, would yeah. yeah people would show up, park in my neighborhood, and then walk five five blocks down to the subway and take the subway into Manhattan, and I would get home from work or I'd get home from school and I'd be trying to park on my block and there would be no parking because there was all this commuting all these commuters parking at that point. So I can definitely see that. And that's something that I'm sure Disney is going to have to do something with their garages. Then if that's the case, because you know, it's, it's sort of like now, like you, like how they have it where uh, they weren't doing, they weren't doing uh, trains to the, they weren't doing buses to um, the parks from Disney Springs because they didn't want people going to Disney Springs parking for free. And just getting on a bus at yeah, that but, point. But, they, but now, Dave, Dave, think about this now. And Dan touched on this earlier. Dan w- said he's like, when you got on Magical Express, you had that like that uneasiness. Like, I got to get to the parks now. So now as somebody, you know, Dan says he took Uber and Lyft because it was just he just it was t- more time consuming. I mean, a time more time efficient. Excuse me. Yeah. So now. So now. And I know Dan would be 100 percent against this. Now, if you took the train. <laughs> Okay, so you ride the train. So sometimes the trains are faster, sometimes they're not. It depends, right? Because you have signal problems, and there's all there's all kinds of other train issues that happen in the real world, uh, right? We know we know you're from the north. You know about signal issues, right? Uh-huh. So then, 
So then, or single tracking or whatever. So then you get to Disney Springs. Now you have to transfer to a resort bus. So now are you getting on the same buses as everybody else who's at Disney Springs with your luggage and everything like that, and then reverse it. So now are you having buses from the resorts to Disney Springs all day? Because if you've got to get from your resort back to the train, is Disney could be providing, if you've got that 6 a.m. flight, are they running Disney buses 24 hours to the train? And is that train running that early in the morning now? I think that they would have to have those buses as dedicated Disney buses for just, just for that, just for the train station. Because to go for just like a regular, for a regular Disney bus and everything, the fact of just, because all of these people are going to be coming on with luggage now. So on top of that, you know, capacity wise, you know, if if it's a busy day and you're trying to get on those buses, you know, with, with luggage, it's it's just not logistically. It just can't work. They they have to have some type of dedicated bus that's just gonna go to the springs, with the intention of for people going to the train. Maybe it's very, you have to have a maybe you have to have a valid train ticket to get on said bus or something like that. Yeah, it's just gonna be very interesting to see how uh, how this all turns out. I think there's a lot of details that have to be ironed out still. Um, I think. Um, people that are used to taking trains and taking, you know, being on schedules, I think will, will adapt a lot easier. But, um, you know, because you know, if you've got to be, if your train leaves the parts at 8.04, you know, the train departs at 8.04 and it's usually on time. Conductors are pretty, pretty strict about keeping schedules. So, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I will My say- guess is that there will be people at the beginning, it will be less tighter, more, less tightly regulated then it will be six months down the line because there people will find ways of taking advantage and then other people will complain and then disney will crack down just like they did with the uh the disabilities passes and things like that 100 percent great 100 percent i will say also too in talking to some uh people in this neighborhood and everything that kind of um work for the mouse um, I did hear um, I, I did hear from a friend from a friend who worked in transportation that this is something that's been coming way even pre-COVID days, that this was in the works for a while and all anyway. So when some, some of my cast member friends heard this, they're like, you're really surprised by this? We, we saw this coming a long time ago. So just to kind of throw that out there. All right, and with that, they've also announced that there will be no more extra magic hours. And now, with that said, Disney Disney on-site guests get to get into the park a whopping 30 minutes prior to everybody else. Let's let's discuss this one because... uh, Dan, I have words. This one first. Yeah, I have words. Yeah, uh, I listen. I I'm the most boring, laid back Disney visitor. Probably any of, out of any of the Mickey dudes, I'm probably the one who's like, ah, not going anywhere. I'll sleep in. I'll I don't need to deal with the crowds. But after I thought about it a little bit, I think that the the benefit, there are some rides that I would have never ever ridden if it weren't for magic hours. Like I, I would have never ridden Astro Orbiter in my life. I don't 
It's just that doesn't interest me that much. So the only reason I ever wrote it was because there was a short line at 11 o'clock at night. And I feel sad that if they're cutting those things, those, cutting the magic hours, some of those rides that people wouldn't normally get a chance to ride because their kids are forcing them to stand in six hour lines for flight of passage and you don't get to take advantage of of these smaller you know maybe less traveled rides I, those that's the thing that i think is lost in this is that if if everybody is you're concentrating everybody toward the middle of the day again it's going to make lines worse it's going to make people and I, again, I think that all of us on this show, we've been many, so many times that maybe it has lost some of its, uh, its how special it can be. And one of the things I love about Disney World is that it's a destination that people plan for for years sometimes. And they save up and they plan and you have one shot maybe for every 10 years or maybe even less to try stuff. And you want to, just like Dave wants to get squeeze every minute out of the opportunity and i think losing that even a little bit is sad um additionally i also think it's sad because there's a whole community now that's built around these challenges where you try to ride all the rides in one day and that is really difficult it's been really difficult it's even more difficult now with the fast passes and fast pass plus and it may not even be possible now and I, I think that's kind of a sad thing because that community can be really supportive and fun and uh, fun loving and it's always been fun to one of my favorite things to do on Twitter over the years uh, I'm not a big Twitter user but following along to people's challenges has been a, a fun thing to do on a, a rainy Saturday in Cincinnati or you know, when it's 125 degrees in, in Sacramento and you just can't go anywhere. It's been really fun to follow along. And I think you lose that a little bit with this with this news. Totally agree. Joseph? So, to and, and Dan brought up a good point where um, he's talking about Astro Orator and having those extra magic hours at night. A couple things first popped into my head. Number one is... Um, in regards to the late night extra magic hours, I love that. I love staying in the park for an hour, even if it was just for an hour, riding test track at night. I've talked about that many times on this show. About that's one of my, one of the, one of the highlights of things I love to do is ride test track at night at Epcot. Extra magic hours, it's it's awesome. Uh, riding, you know, Big Thunder at night. You know what I'm saying? Like getting on those rides when. You know, they scan your band like, oh, you're staying at a resort. Like you got that little bit of a special feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, even though it was an hour, I, it was nice. And that's 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 going away now. And I know they're saying they're giving you 30 minutes and they're giving it to, to all the parks. But honestly, what what is 30 minutes? You have 30 minutes of like, so they, they let everybody into the park anyway early. They want you shopping on either Main Street or, or Hollywood Boulevard or whatever, right? And then, like, so now you've got to, like, get scanned in by somebody, and then they let you go. And by the time you actually get to something, it's really, like, you have – it's just a head start. Like, with the with a full hour in the morning, you could at least get one or two attractions in. So the fact that it's going away, it kind of it kind of waters it down. The second thing – and listen, it's, something is better than nothing, right? 
but for what we pay for vacations and stuff, it's kind of like some things are better left untouched. You know, I'm sure this is easier for scheduling for them. I understand that, but it takes a little bit away. But the second thing is, I kind of see it this way: is it, it's it goes back to my magical express argument. It's another thing that's kind of eroding away of staying on property and being an on-property guest. And because I know they're giving it, but it's still 30 minutes. That's 50%. That's a 50% cut. And, and and Dan, think about it, right? So some parks had morning extra magic hours. Sometimes they had late extra magic hours too. So like now you're only getting it in the morning and some people aren't morning risers. Some people want to sleep in on their vacation. Well, I think there's a reason for that. Oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead, Dave. I I have a funny feeling that we are going to see, especially now that they're going to try to nickel and dime to get us as get to make up as much funding as they can since post covid i mean i think they're going to be bringing it but with that case you're going to see a lot of after hour hard ticket events you know so mm-hmm. disney villains after hours they're going to create they're going to create all of these different hard ticket events that are they're going to try to entice people with coming to and it's going to be limited capacity too. Yeah, so it's going to be limited capacity. They're going to charge top dollar, and there's going to be they're going to be people like us who are true Disney fans. They're going to be like, oh, this is the, this is the next hot button thing. We gotta go, and we and in the end, they're going to hook us in, and they're going to make they're going to make us go with this. Now, I'm not going to turn around and be the pretentious Florida re- resident, but I am going to bring up to a, a point that. I, a, conversation i had with a friend of the show rob schultz rob had an issue rob lives um, in the tampa area and i think uh, more st petersburg and all that but he was saying that with the with magical express it he always found it as a florida resident he always found it unfair that when out-of-staters came into florida and went to Disney World, they would get free transportation in in and out. They didn't have to rent a car. Whereas he would have to drive in and then have to pay to park at a Disney resort as a as a Disney guest. They would chart they were on top of on top of being uh, a guest on, on top of coming in as a guest, they were charging him to keep his car there. Whereas other people were getting this free service from the airport. And he, it left a sour taste in his mouth. And I, and I totally respected that. I had responded to him saying, well, you know, I have it. I take issue with the fact now that even if I want, even if I wanted to rope drop as a local who lives really close, you know, I don't rope drop anymore. It's, it's just, it, it is what it is as far as that. But I have the opportunity now, if I want to, if I wanted to say, Hey, um, I have some friends that are out of town and everything. I want to meet up with them and all. And so I'm gonna rope drop. I'm gonna rope drop this park, and kind of ro- you know try to maximize my day and get as many rides as I can in. You know, let's say I, let's say I want to be able to um, get a head start ride flight flight of patches. Maybe I want to do four parks in one day. I want to maximize my time and try to ride as many rides as I can. As somebody who's not who yeah, as a local, do I stay on property every now and then? Yes, I do. I do rent a room and I do have a little staycation, even though it's right down the road. But most of the time, 
I'm coming on the weekend for a couple of hours and everything just to kind of just relax, you know, soak up the atmosphere, maybe ride my favorite ride and go home, take care of my business. I have the, now, I'm being, I'm given, I guess I'm being restricted. I can't come in right in the morning and wait online like everybody else and try to get into the queue for my favorite ride right before it opens. I was taking a tour one time in Epcot. I think it was one of the Christmas tours. And we were in the World Showcase. And it was before the World Show... It was, it was before Epcot opened. And we got to, we got to see from... A, we got to see from, like, World Showcase Plaza the huge mob going towards the Frozen ride. Be, um, once once those those uh, ropes dropped, and it was controlled chaos. I mean, it was just this huge mob just move just moving as one. It was just this steady flow of people. You know, beforehand I had the option if I wanted to join into that into that mob, I could. Now I'm being told that hey, guess what? You're not as important to us. You can't be in that mob anymore. You gotta wait. There's gonna be a th th yeah. Thirty minutes is thirty minutes, but you know what? That's going to increase the line. So I might, if I got into the front of that line, I might have waited only ten minutes. You know, now I might be waiting forty-five minutes to an hour, and that's yeah. that's that I take issue with. Yeah, at least as a you know as a local, you could yeah you could kind of see where extra magic hours were in the morning and go somewhere else. Exactly, so, I had I had that opportunity. Now this is something. Now I'm basically being told that yeah, no, you're not good enough to be here when we open. I think I think a lot of this stems from like I think a lot of our gripes, uh, a lot of them are champagne problems, right? I mean, oh yeah, no, really, they, they they are to they are totally first world problems. Yeah, and, yeah but I, I think totally as as, as Disney fans, I think it's um, there's been a lot going on in the world, uh, especially in, in Disney's world, right? And and the fact that like there's a lot of change going on, and I think just Disney fans, we don't do change well. Yeah, this is and, true. And and sometimes the change isn't good, and I think it's a yeah. lot. Recently, we've seen a lot of change that. They were kind of like, uh, okay, what? Are you, why are you doing that? It doesn't make any sense. So, um, you know, the future is going to be interesting to see, see what happens with a lot of things and see how this is received. And if it's not received well, maybe it'll be revert back. I don't know if that's going to happen. I have a feeling this is financially. A lot of the decisions are financial. I mean, we all know that. We're, we're yeah. not. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, but um, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, that's the phrase I keep using, but. Um, it's a lot coming at us at once, and uh, it's not all positive, but you just gotta see what happens. Totally agreed. All right, well, gentlemen, we had <laughs> we're going back to our sandwich thing. So we started on a positive note. We aired our grievances, and now. As a teacher, I always, anytime I have a uh, parent conference, I sandwich everything, something good. If I have to say something that is uh, not as comfortable, some more negative stuff, I say it in the middle. And then I always end on a positive note. So we're going to end on a positive note now with our very own Saratoga Joe. So Joe, you did have a trip here for this, for this past weekend. I know that there were, it wasn't the most, it wasn't the best trip you had. 
I had some park reservations a few times this weekend, and I walked in, and I was just, the way the crowds were, the way things were handled, I was like, you know what, I'm not doing this today, I'm going home. And you kind of had some similar issues and everything, but let's end on a positive note and tell me what was good about your trip with your wife. So first thing uh, is with the, my best bets with uh, Saratoga Joe. It's been a while since I've done one of these, Dave. But I don't have a soundbite for that, so it's post time. So, so I will say this: if you're looking to get like right now, if you're looking to get away, the resorts are quiet. And Saratoga was quiet. And you know what? Jen and I, like we've said this many times, we like quiet. We like to go back to our room and relax. We sat out on our balcony. It was a little chilly the one day, but we sat outside with a couple beers and we enjoyed. We were on, uh, we were in between the 11th hole on Lake Buena Vista and the 17th hole. So we actually were watching the golfers go by, enjoying the nice weather. Um, so yeah, the resorts are quiet. So that's that's actually kind of nice right now. It uh, wasn't hard to find parking in front of our building. So. For in that case, I mean, the resorts are great. If you dared to go to the pool, they were empty. There was plenty of space at the pool. Um, who's drinking what, by the way? What am I missing out on? I think that's me? Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what are you having, Dan? I'm just curious because I, I have an empty drink can in front of me. So, what do you have? I'm just curious. I'm having a tequila and grapefruit juice. Oh, I love grapefruit juice, dude. Nice. That sounds good. So, <laughs> that sounds good. So, um, and like I said, you could be like, Dan, have a tequila and grapefruit juice sitting outside. So, I mean, whatever, whatever floats That's your right. boat. <laughs> but, um, I will say this. So, uh, there was a few hiccups in our trip, Dave and Dan. Um, it happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go into it. Uh, nothing, nothing serious. Nothing serious. Just like some things that were a little annoying or whatever with reservations and them running a little behind schedule on certain things. But a few of my tips, uh, if you're staying at Saratoga and this is, this applies to any other Disney resort is things are opening up. I do get frustrated with that. Things are still closed. Um, even though they've been open for a while now, things are not fully open yet and not even close to being fully open, but, um, double check with your resort. Uh, even call up like the, the, the number that's on the email when you check in. For example, Jen and I were at Saratoga. We wanted to um, take the boat there. And we weren't 100% sure because the boats were running around Epcot and the Epcot resorts. But the Saratoga Springs boats aren't running because Port Orleans isn't open yet. So they're not even running those boats. So that is not happening. So don't plan on taking the boat to Disney Springs. Also, we decided to try to walk one night because we had a Splitsville reservation. We wanted to go bowl as well. And Splitsville is on the west side. And if you want to go walk from Saratoga and you have a reservation or something on the on the west side over by like Planet um, uh, by Splitsville or by uh, Cirque du Soleil over on that side, uh, um, that yes, walkway we is de- not. We deny the fact that Planet Hollywood is even there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that walkway that you would take normally through the golf course around that west side by the parking lot, that walkway is closed to Disney Springs. So don't waste your time and head over that in that direction like we did, and then have to walk all the way back around. So just if you're gonna walk to Saratoga to uh, Disney Springs, take that main walkway. The reason is is that they're doing temperature screenings, um, and there's nobody on the west side to do temperature screenings. So you have to enter from mm-hmm. uh, the side by World of Disney. Uh, but it's actually it's still not bad. It's a pretty easy walk. Uh, but that's kind of like my best my best bet for this week is if you're staying in Saratoga, don't walk uh, to the west side. It's not open right now, uh, the, and the boats are not running either. Uh, and if you're traveling from any other Disney resort, just double check with your hotel, the front desk, or like even the phone number that's listed. Um, 
in your check-in email, they answer pretty quick. Even if it's like a central reservation or central guest services area, just ask them the question of what's running, and they're pretty helpful with uh, letting you know what options are and are not running. Because I've even noticed Dave and Dan, like certain times, certain lines of the Skyline are running and certain ones aren't. And it wasn't like it was stopping. They weren't running for a while. So there are, the transportation's all over the place. So just kind of like just know and be be open to things not being running and open if you're down there. So, But that's my best bet this week with Saratoga Joe. Awesome. All right, gentlemen. That was so, good. Yes. And, so well. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and by the way, and since Dan is enjoying a tequila and grapefruit, uh, the Turf Bar Grill, uh, the, turf car, the Turf Club Bar is actually in lounges open at Saratoga, even though the Turf Club is not. So if you're head around to golf and you want to head upstairs, uh, the – uh, bar is open upstairs if you want to watch football or anything like that. The NFL playoffs, if you're going to be down there anytime soon, uh, that lounge is open. Uh, even though Turf Club is not, the uh, the bar lounge is open. So. Do they serve food? No, they don't. No, there's no food there. I mean, the uh, Artist Palette has food, uh, but Turf Club, the restaurant is still closed. But that bar in the, the, the lobby area there, that is open. So, Okay, good to know. All right, then, gentlemen. Let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. I, for one, am best found on Instagram at Figments Reality. Dan, where are you? Where are you? you can find me on Twitter at Beefy Disney or on Instagram at Beefy Muchacha. And Joseph, where can you be found? Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Joe Quiet. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC Roundtable. And you can find me over at the Disney Dads Podcast and me. New co-host over there, so check us out over there hey, as well. Congratulations, thanks, yep. sir. You see, I've always, I've always, for Disney dads, I'm surprised because I've always called you a real mother, but that's another story. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the, I'm the undad over at the Disney dads. I, I bring the bachelor point of view to uh, uh, the group of guys over there. But it's a good yeah, group the of guys. Yeah, the married bachelor. Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, the ma- yeah, the bachelor of the not having kids, I guess I would say. But a uh, good group of guys over there. Uh, so check us out over there as well. Awesome, definitely. Definitely head over there, my uh, my friends. And you can check out the Mickey Dudes on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. We also have a uh, Facebook fan page. Just search Mickey Dudes, the Mickey Dudes, and it will come up. And ladies and gentlemen, Disney is still magic. You know, we do we we are we did mostly complain about uh, Disney World this time, but. When push comes to shove, it's still our happy place, you know. Our relationships take time, you know. Things are things are not always perfect, you know. So we're invested. We're invested in this company. We give a lot of we give a lot of our money to it. We care about it. We care about bringing. We care about a show that uh, brings uh, the Disney magic to our listeners and everything. Because we want we want to share that magic that we enjoy in the parks. So, you know. Today's show is a little bit of a um, a negative spin, but don't take that don't take that as our contempt for Disney. We only do this out of love because we want to see this place be the best it can be, and we still have plenty of plenty of love for Disney, and we all we we embrace the magic. And with that, I'd like to wish you a magical day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.